Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm bringing you guys week 14 running back start or sit decisions for fantasy football in 2020. Inside of this video, we are going to be going over every single matchup from Thursday night football all the way till Monday night football and tell you whether you should start or sit the running backs in each and every single matchup. Now, before we get into this, I'd like to ask if that at any point inside this video, you end up having a great time, you end up enjoying, please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below. Not only is it free, I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship and real quick before we get even deeper deeper into it i'd like to give you guys a quick word from my friends and my sponsor over at overlaydfs.com overlaydfs.com is my favorite way to play daily fantasy sports on the whole world wide web it is so simple you go on overlaydfs.com they have two options the progressive tournaments or the matchup shop either way is a fun way to go but i like doing the matchup shop because of how simple it is anyone can do this who do you think is going to score more fantasy points? Amari Cooper minus two or C.D. Lom plus two fantasy football points? Who scores more fantasy points tonight? Lamar Jackson minus seven or Andy Dalton plus seven? There's matchups every single time there's football, whether it's Monday night football, Tuesday night football when that happens, Thursday night, Sunday, and Monday. So make sure you guys check this out on any day. You guys might be watching this on Wednesday. There's going to be games on Thursday for you guys to check out on here. OverlayDFS.com. Very simple. Anyone can do it. You guys do all this research all week long to win your fantasy league so why not get some extra cash on top on overlaydfs.com link down below in the description and we are back let's get into it. week 14 running back start or sit decisions we begin with thursday night football patriots at the los angeles rams and this one i like damian harris for the new england patriots and cam Akers for the la rams now for the patriots it's definitely going to be a different game than what we saw last week up against the la chargers this was just a straight up murder murder of the LA Chargers. I feel like this one is going to be a much closer affair that will involve a fair bit of running from the hands of Damian Harris up against the Rams defense. Now the Rams defense is definitely tough so I don't really see Damian Harris as like a top 15 top 10 ish option but he's definitely a safer running back if you need for a flex or as your running back too for Cam Akers. I feel like now at the point we're at the point of the season where it is officially Cam Akers season. At the beginning of the season Sean McVay was just toying with it. He was teasing you a little bit getting you a little going and he pretty much gave us all fucking blue balls because we all thought it was going to be an amazing season out of Cam Akers where he gets 7 million carries and he finally just gets off Darrell Henderson and Malcolm Brown gets them off of him but that's not what happened early on in the season. Early on in the season, we saw Darrell Henderson, Malcolm Brown. Then we see Akers miss a couple of games. And then Akers comes back, and it's still Henderson and Brown. But as of the last two games, Cam Akers has been really getting a lot more opportunity. Last week, getting over 20-plus touches in that matchup. So now I feel like Cam Akers has officially supplanted himself as a running back that you can trust up against the New England Patriots. I feel like you can run on them. I think Cam Akers should have a productive game for James White. I feel like if you're in a deeper kind of league, sure, you can start him. He had two good games in a row, and then last week completely shit the bed up against the LA Chargers. Why is that? That's because they're up by a zillion points, and they're not going to be looking to dump off the ball to really get James White involved, whereas in the case of a game here where it's much closer, James White may be more involved. So if you're in a deeper kind of league, I would list him as a start, but in reality, I would heavily prefer to be starting Damian Harris in this kind of a matchup for the Rams now, and it feels that Cam Akers has taken the reins of the fucking sleigh. He's like Santa Claus, and he has made it so that he is the running back there. The other guys, Henderson and Brown, just watch him as he runs. They're going to be getting touches as well. I'm not saying it's impossible for Henderson or Brown to score a touchdown. It definitely is not, but it definitely seems like right now at this point in the season that Cam Akers is the guy, so I'm listing him as a start for the LA Rams. I'll be sitting the rest. Now to Sunday's football slate. We begin with the Minnesota Vikings at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now Dalvin Cook at this point in the season is locked and loaded into your lineup on a weekly basis. Whether or not we are going to see a run-heavy Vikings attack is kind of different on a weekly basis. We really kind of have no gauge 
on it going into the game last week up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You expect them to soak the Jaguars and run it. Run it 7 million times. But in reality, the Vikings were losing that whole game and then dug themselves back into the game by throwing the ball. So instead, Dalvin Cook doesn't get as many points. Here, up against the Buccaneers, I do expect Dalvin Cook to be very much involved in this offense, and I like him this week. Now for the Bucs, on a weekly basis, it is a complete and utter shit show to try to figure out who to start at running back. Last week, they had a bye. The week before, you just never fucking know which guy to start. Jones has good games. Fournette has good games. Right now, in my opinion, Ronald Jones is the most talented back in this backfield. He has supplanted himself in my opinion further ahead than Leonard Fournette and he should have in the heads of the coaches but Bruce Arians does this one thing which is called just pure confusion he'll tell you right to your face the media he'll tell the people hey I like Leonard Fournette this week we're gonna get him seven million touches and then what you see on the field on Sunday is a completely different product which involves Ronald Jones getting the rock 7,000 times so which one will it be on Sunday frankly I have no idea but based on my beliefs on this backfield I feel like Ronald Jones will be the guy this week so I will start him and sit Mr. Leonard Fournette because both of them are not very much um, synonymous where you can start both of them on a weekly basis. Either one of them is going to go off, and it's hard to figure out, but I feel like it's going to be Jones this week at, or not at, in Tampa Bay up against the mini sort of Vikings. Next matchup here, we got the Cardinals at the New York Football Giants. In this matchup, I like both Wayne Gallman as well as Kenyon Drake. It just seems like Wayne Gallman is a very safe aspect and asset of this New York football Giants offense. He's been getting the ball a whole lot more and has been very fucking safe for fantasy football as in the last five games without Devontae Freeman. So I feel like Wayne Gallman is going to be back in the saddle again and fired up up against the Arizona Cardinals. Now I understand last week Alfred Morris completely vultured his ass. I believe some guy named Penny did as well for the New York football Giants. So obviously that hurt Wayne Gallman's style a lot last week. He kind of got on his two knees and started sucking there for a little bit, but he did overall get a decent amount of yards, busted off a big fucking play, and busted on your opponent. Had he have scored one or two touchdowns, Gallman would have been a smash start last week, but he did play well, so I'm very confident in him again this week up against the Arizona Cardinals. For the Cardinals, Kenyon Drake seems to be the answer in this backfield. At points in the season, we thought it was going to be Drake, then it turned into Edmonds, then it was kind of Drake and Edmonds, both being guys that you could put in your lineup on a weekly basis, but as of now, it seems like it's Drake time Drizzy Drake, Kenyon Drake is going to be a start for me this week up against the New York football Giants. For the Giants, Deion Lewis as well as Alfred Morris are going to be sits. Alfred Morris did obviously luck himself into moseying on into the end zone, but I don't expect that this week up against the Cardinals. And Deion Lewis is just going to get a couple dump offs. More of a good NFL player, good asset to the offense rather than a good asset for fantasy football to have on your roster. Next game here is the Chiefs at the Miami Dolphins. My Dolphins versus the Chiefs. A very important game for the Miami Dolphins in turn for the season. This game right here, if we're competitive against the Chiefs, we potentially beat the Chiefs. We are a team that is feared in the AFC. If we suck, we get bent over and railed by Patrick Mahomes. Then we are probably still going to be a playoff team, but not as hopeful that we can make it any farther uh, than like a round in. So the Kansas City Chiefs have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire didn't do anything last week because he was sick. And then going into the game, they're like, all right, he's, he's starting. So you're like, okay, we're good, right? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is listed as the starter. He's going to fucking play. We're all good. And then Dikembe, no, 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 Andy Reid said, because he didn't do jack of all shit on Sunday Night Football up against the Denver Broncos. It really pissed me off, but I expect Hilaire to be healthy and not sick and be good to go up against the Miami Dolphins. So he would be a start if he misses or if it seems like he's fucking still sick. Then you start Le'Veon Bell in his case for the Dolphins. That damn bitch, Carol Gaskin. Miles Gaskin running back to the Miami Dolphins is going to be a start in this matchup. Last week, he definitely did disappoint in that matchup. It was a very, very 
easy game for the Miami Dolphins to have won. And they kind of just coasted up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Miles Gaskin did bust one off. That seemed like it would have been just a complete and utter touchdown or a humongous gain, but he did end up fumbling at the end of it, obviously, to detract from his point total. So I feel like Miles Gaskin did have a good game up against the Bengals, and he's very heavily utilized in this offense. So I expect another smash matchup out of Miles Gaskin up against the Chiefs. And again, if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is still fucking sick, then we're going to sit CH down and play Le'Veon Bell. If not, Le'Veon Bell should not be entering your lineup next game. Here we got the Leia Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if you know anything about this rivalry, Titans at Jaguars, the fact that this should be a Thursday night football game, yes. It always is. It's the wonderful matchup of the Titans at the Jaguars. But we know one other thing. is that Derrick Henry owns, owns the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars organization. After this game ends, you're going to go on Google, type in who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, and some asshole on Wikipedia, Wikipedia, some asshole on Wikipedia will change it to say Derrick Henry owns the Jacksonville Jaguars because Derrick Henry runs trains on the Jaguars. He's been amazing as of recently this season. His back-end schedule is league-winning at this point, so I expect Derrick Henry to absolutely curb-stomp the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love Henry tonight up against the Jaguars, or not tonight, up on Sunday. Sunday up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. For the Jaguars, James Robinson has been a fucking amazing. Amazing. There's no other words to describe James Robinson. An undrafted free agent who's amazing in a backfield that he should not be good in. The guy is built different, so he plays good up against the Tennessee Titans. I expect another big game out of James Robinson. Jerry McNichols, the backup for the Le Titans, is going to be a sit. Dere Agabudugue, Agunbaule, I believe is how you actually say his name, is going to be a sit for me for the Jacksonville Jaguars next matchup. Here we got the Dallas Cowboys at the Cincinnati Bengals, and what a sight this will be. But I'm going to fire up Ezekiel Elliott, but man, oh man, do I have zero idea what the fuck Ezekiel Elliott is going to do on Sunday. He's playing the Bengals, so this should be a cupcake matchup. Tonight, when you guys are watching this, he's playing up against the Ravens, so that could be very telling of how this matchup's going to be, but probably not, because the Bengals are much worse than the Baltimore Ravens, so I expect Ezekiel Elliott to finally have a great game like he should have been having all year. For the Bengals, Giovanni Bernard got locked up like his name was fucking Bobby Shmurda behind the line up against the Miami Dolphins. Got put in a certified box, but here, up against the Dallas Cowboys, one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. Should be much easier for him to be productive here up against the Dallas Cowboys. For the Cowboys, I'm be sitting down Tony Pollard because unless Ezekiel Elliott is six feet under taking his big dirt nap, he's not worthy of a start. Samaj P. Ryan is not worthy of a start unless Giovanni Bernard was out next game. Here we got the Houston Texans at the Chi-Town Bears. So if you guys have ended up enjoying this video thus far, please make sure that you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Again, not only is it free, I put out this content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 Fantasy Football Championship. And if you're not new, please make sure to hit the like button. Back into it, Texans at the Chicago Bears. And I like both Davids in this matchup. David Johnson returned last week and looked stout in that game, so I expect him to be another solid option here. I don't really love David Johnson at this point in the season, especially up against the Chi-Town Bears, but he's definitely a safer start as like a flex-ish type of option. I don't really think of him as a top 10 smash pick here. David Johnson, on the other hand, I think he could go balls deep in the Texans. Now, he's been firing off two good games in a row, which scares the fuck out of me because Matt Nagy doesn't understand how to watch the game film. He will see David Montgomery 
pound defenses two games in a row, just hit them with the good old Ron Jeremy, and then they will Matt Nagy will get in his stupid bald fucking head. He's gonna he needs to shine it and point it at the mirror so he can see how stupid he looks. David Montgomery is going to and should be able to absolutely skull fuck the Houston Texas defense. Will he be able to? He is going to probably be chained back by Matt Nagy, but I expect a humongous game here up against the Houston Texans. Locked and loaded in my opinion. Top 10 running back Duke Johnson is going to be a sit because David Johnson is back and healthy. Next game here we got the Denver Broncos at the Carolina Panthers. Now I hate this Denver Broncos backfield frankly. Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay are the parasitic backfield. Meaning Gordon could do good if Lindsay wasn't there. Lindsay could do good if Gordon wasn't there, but since they're both there eating into each other's touches, you're completely getting touched by them because you can't really start them. This week, I like Gordon against the Panthers. Gordon has had some great games this season. We even saw him look good last week, so I will fire him up here up against the Panthers, but again, understand when you're firing him up, the risk is very high, especially if Phillip Lindsay gets some touches and looks good because typically in Denver, they kind of play the hot hand approach in this offense. Christian McCaffrey will be a start for me if he starts after being gone for a zillion weeks. He comes back a couple of weeks ago, then gets hurt again, and now he's back again. Should be back this week, I would assume. If he plays, he's a must-start. Why? Because he's the best running back in football, if not one of the best top three. Pretty fucking simple. The guy's a god for fantasy football. You start him. Philip Lindsay as well as Mikey Mike Davis are going to be sits. But again, if Carolina Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey ends up sitting out again, Mike Davis is a locked and loaded start in your lineup here up against the Broncos. Next game, here we got the New York football Jets at the Seattle Seahawks. And in this one, I somewhat like Ty Johnson. But Ty Johnson is a you're completely fucked scenario you play Ty Johnson but this could be a potential humongous big matchup up against the Seattle Seahawks he looked very stout last week up against the Las Vegas Raiders and he after Frank Gore went down so if Gore ends up missing this matchup again I do like Ty Johnson a decent amount obviously the risk is there because he's a New York football Jets running back Chris Carson should be able to easily fist the Seattle Seahawks or not the Seattle Seahawks because on the Seahawks should be able to easily fist the New York football Jets because that defense is some cheeks. I'm going to be sitting down Carlos Hyde because Chris Carson is healthy. I'm going to be sitting down Frank Gore because it seems as though he's hurt and not going to be playing in this game. Next game, here we got the Indianapolis Colts at the Las Vegas Raiders. Jonathan fucking Taylor. Is he back? Is he back? Looked good last week. He did. T.Y. Hilton also looked good, which was weird. Very, very weird, but Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines both scoring in that game, both looking good for fantasy football. I think you can fire them both up, up against the Raiders. Jonathan Taylor I like a lot more. Naheem Hines, though, definitely a definitely a good flex option, in my opinion, on the week. Jordan Wilkins just seems like he's been completely cucked out of this offense. Now that Jonathan Taylor has been getting fed like his name was Ezekiel Elliott. Devontae Booker, I'm so sorry. I don't know what went into my head that I fucking believed in Devontae Booker. I felt like a fucking dumbass watching on Sunday as he did not get touches. The Jets was the easiest defense for him to face, and he fucked it up right in your face. Up against the Colts, there's no way I'm testing it. I don't think Josh Jacobs plays, but if he does, he'll be a start. If not, I'm going nowhere near Devontae Booker this week. Next game here, the Washington football team at the San Francisco 49ers. Little known fact, this game will not be played in San Francisco. It will be played in Arizona. Why? Because Santa Clara's fucked up and you can't play there, apparently. Sadly, for this matchup, Washington football team running back Antonio Gibison ended up getting hurt 
in what seems like a bad news Bears injury, where he's definitely missing this game for sure and probably going to miss multiple weeks this season. Very sad for him. But this does elevate J.D. McKissick into very much a good category here up against the San Francisco 49ers for you to start. He looked very good up against the Pittsburgh Steelers when Brown was, or when Antonio Gibson did end up going down. So I feel like uh, McKissick should be able to do fine in this matchup up against the Niners. For the Niners, Raheem Mostert seems like the guy. Up against Washington, definitely not a smash matchup for Mr. Raheem the Dream Mostert. So if you are in a deeper kind of league, or if you're in a kind of smaller kind of league where you have other running backs, I'd probably look elsewhere than Raheem Mostert this week up against the Niners. Or not up against the Niners, because not the Niners, up against the Washington football team. Other Washington football team running back of note is Peyton Barber who ended up scoring, I believed, in that game. He was used in the backfield, but I feel like J.D. McKissick is definitely the head honcho running back there, and Barber's kind of just going to get touches here and there for Riverboat Ron's Washington football team offense. For the other 49ers backs, don't start any of them when Raheem Mostert is healthy, so Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to be a sit for me this week. Next game here, we got the new Orleans Saints at the Philadelphia Eagles, and man, oh man, did the Eagles shock the world! When today they announced that Carson Wentz's dumbass is going to get sat for Jalen Hurts. What does that mean for this offense? I think it means better, but I have no idea what to think about Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders has been completely and utterly fucked by the fact that Doug Peterson has no idea how to use a running back. Frankly, Miles Sanders should be touching the ball 7 million times every single game, especially here up against the Saints. I mean, they are definitely a good, uh, tough defense to run against, so that's definitely why he's a sit. But the other part of it is the fact that Doug Peterson just doesn't give this guy the ball enough for him to be worthy of starting at this point in the season. It's very sad because Miles Sanders, I thought, would be a very, very solid uh, late round, or not late round, like late end of the season comeback kind of a player. For the Saints, I'm starting Alvin Kamara. It seemed like Alvin Kamara was getting fucked by Taysom Hill, then Kamara plays well last week. Latavius seemed like he was on the up and up, and then he completely crashed and fucking burned. So you can't be starting Latavius at this point, even up against a bum Philadelphia Eagles defense, and Alvin Kamara is going to be a start for me because I feel like he's going to be able to do very good in this matchup. Boston Scott for the Eagles is also going to be a start because Doug Peterson, or I mean a sit, because Doug Peterson is a dumbass, and... No idea which running back is going to do good. Next game, here we got the Atlanta Falcons at the San Francisco, oh, I said the San Francisco Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers. Here, I'm starting Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler played bad against the Patriots, I know. The script was out the fucking window. The script was in, like, Egyptian or something, and Austin Eckler couldn't read it because last week, he and the Chargers got put on the table, boom, and just spanked repeatedly like 50 great shades of fucking gray style with like whips and stuff he was getting bent over and it was unreal Austin Eckler didn't get a lot of chances up against the bum ass Atlanta Falcons you better believe he's gonna see much more chances in this matchup so I like him here up against the Falcons I'm gonna be sitting down all Falcons running backs girly played like shit last week Smith Hill all of them I don't like him. This is a very easy matchup against the Chargers, but I'm not too sure I trust Todd Gurley coming off this injury. Kalen Balazs is going to be a sit for me as well, even though he did look all right up against the uh, Patriots last week. Eckler is definitely the guy there to own in that backfield and a must-start running back this week up against the Falcons next game. Here we got the Packers at the Lions. Now, does DeAndre Swift end up playing? I don't know. Seems like the guy who should have been good to go last week didn't play. Um, should be good to go this week. Will he play? Game's on Sunday, so it's pretty far away. So he should be able to suit up, and if he does, I like him against the Packers. I don't love him as, like, a smash pick, but I do think he should be fine. Aaron Jones, uh, some people were criticizing Aaron Jones. Then Aaron Jones just cut my heart into fucking pieces. This is my last resort. At the end of the game, gets this ball, rushes. It must have been, like, a 50-yard run or something fucking crazy. It was amazing. 
Packers win. Aaron Jones plays well. I like Aaron Jones in this matchup. Jamal with two A's is going to be a sit for me in this matchup. Um, he has been okay in deeper kind of leagues. So maybe if you're in a real deep league, you can start him. But otherwise, I'm looking away. Uh, if DeAndre Swift plays, no way you can play AP or on Johnson. Next one here, we got the Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. Two teams that played just yesterday on Monday's football slate. One at 5, one at 8 o'clock. James Conner is the only start in this game if he plays. Two teams with two primetime games again here with the Steelers at the Bills. But James Conner will be a start because I just feel as though if he gets back from the saddle, he will be getting all the touches, which is how Tomlin runs the backfield. So he should be good uh, if he returns. But again, with a guy, I'm not a doctor, obviously. Just a guy who talks about fantasy football. James Conner dealt with cancer in the past, beat the shit out of that cancer. Great job out of James Conner. Then he gets Corona. I think that they may tread lightly with this situation, and he may end up missing because of that. Now, again, I'm not trying to put my own brain into this. That's just my thinking about it, and I'll figure it out what tell you guys. But it's definitely 100% possible that he does suit up for your guys' playoff matchup up against the Buffalo Bills. In that case, I like him. Benny Snell, I mean, I don't really like him if James Conner missed because Snell played like dick last week, last night. Devin Singletary is a sit, as well as Zach Moss, because again, this is just like with the Denver Broncos. Parasitic backfield, where you want to start Singletary. He played decent last week. You start him, then Moss skull fucks the Steelers. That's just what'll end up happening. So I'm going to sit down both those guys in final game here, Monday night football, because who doesn't want to watch the Ravens on primetime again here, up against the Cleveland Browns. A must-win game for the Cleveland Browns. 100%, I mean, for the Ravens. The Browns, they could afford to lose this game. Now, they don't want to lose, obviously, but the Ravens, they are falling back out of the playoffs if they do not win this one. Dobbins is a start here. We will see how Dobbins plays tonight in a couple of hours, which will definitely determine if I feel more confident here, but I do think he's the better back out of Edwards and Ingram, so I feel like he's a start at this point, but he's definitely risky. Chubb and Hunt, Chubb is just unreal. Unreal. One of the most talented running backs in the NFL. Going up against the Ravens, I don't give a fuck. I still play him. Kareem Hunt is more of the... I kind of viewed them as similar going into the... to recently, right? They kind of felt similar, right? On a weekly basis, kind of scoring similar points. But as of recently, Nick Chubb has just stepped completely on the fucking gas, throttling to a zillion miles an hour. Kareem Hunt's still there. He's driving like 90, but he's not driving 7 zillion miles an hour at light speed like Nick Chubb is. So I do like Kareem Hunt as well as Nick Chubb, though. In this match, I'm going to be sitting down the rest of the Ravens' backfield, Gus Edwards and Mark Ingram. So thank you guys all so much for watching this video. If you did end up enjoying, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers. I can't wait to see you guys tomorrow in another banger of a video. Have a great rest of your guys' day. As always, stay safe. I love you all. Good boy.